Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Friendly Podcast. If you haven't seen it or listened to it, there is an intro to this series. And if you want to find out a bit more about our company and why we're doing this, you can go and check that out now. My name is Kevin and I'm a manager and producer here at Friendly. Friendly is a design studio that started in England and now stretches across the world in six different countries. We focus on product design, user experience design, and visual design. And if you want to know more, you can check us out at friendly.studio. So here is episode one with Jay Baker. Jay's a production designer, and he's worked with some of the biggest artists in the world. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Eminem, Rihanna, and so on. And why I thought it would be valid to have Jay on the show is because we all want to work with the biggest and best clients out there. And it's helpful to know how we need to act when we're working with the biggest and the best clients. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our first ever friendly podcast. Jay, can you tell us what you do first and how you got started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I I call myself a production designer. So what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean uh, making uh, special bottles for wine or gin or anything like that. What it actually means is um, designing shows and events and various various kind of things really um, out in the real world, as it were. Um, so I've. I am uh, and have been lighting designer for various uh, music artists on big tours, small tours, all those kinds of things. Um, Also done big corporate conferences and that kind of thing. Also some TV shows. Um, And yeah, that's what I do, I guess, day in, day out. What, how did I get there? Well, I started when I was at school many, 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 many moons ago where I um, I started doing the school shows. I was kind of, I was a kid that just wanted to make something or do something. And the drama teacher there just saw that in me and said, oh, we, we could really do with someone to look after the technical bits of these shows. And I was only, I don't know, 12 or 13 at the time. And so I learned how to use the lighting desk at school because no one actually knew how to do that. And then I kind of found I guess my worth in life, which was I could do that and I was kind of okay at it. So did that, went to college um, and got uh, a degree in lighting and sound design and then went out into the big wide world working for various uh, lighting rental companies and um, creative agencies on doing their, um, their events and things like DVDs and stuff where you go and film a you'd film a show and then we'd be back in mixing it for 5.1 surround sound and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I found myself uh, being called upon to do lights and or video for some music artists. And that's kind of, that's kind of where you find me now, I guess. Yeah. So you've worked with some pretty big artists, right? Yeah. I've been very blessed to be uh, to, uh, for the work that I've, I've had for sure from a little lad from up North. Uh, yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you've worked with some of the biggest artists in the world. You know, in your field, you're right at the top. 
So I wondered if you had any advice for how should we act when we're dealing with the biggest clients? One thing, one thing I've definitely learned along the way is you have to pick the right time when it's time to speak up and when it's time actually to be quiet. And that, unfortunately, it comes with a bit of experience. You know, there's times where you can be in a meeting um, where everybody's having their say and you can feel like you're free to say it. But then I, I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but there's those moments where you know that it really doesn't matter what you're going to say. No, the person who you want to listen to you is just not interested. And I think sometimes that just takes a little bit of experience to say, maybe now's not the right time, but maybe I can talk to them later. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Um, because as, as you know, Kev, I definitely, I'm not, I'm not backwards in coming forwards. If I feel like something could be better, whatever that is, I'm quite happy to say it and kind of go with that. But I am also very conscious that sometimes your opinion isn't the one that really counts. And sometimes you've just got to slot into the slot into the uh, into the background, I guess, and just keep churning away because your time will come for sure where where you get to say the things that you want to do and the things you want to say. But um, yeah, I think some of the, some of the most amazing times of my life have been sitting in, in front of house, which is a little bit in. Uh, if you ever go to um, an arena show or a stadium show or a theatre show, any of those kinds of things, where all the sound desk and the lighting desks are all kind of they're always in the middle, but never right middle middle. They're always kind of near the back of the venue. Um, that's a place that we call or touring people call front of house, and it's. I, I remember distinctly sitting there um, when I was um, I was doing Jay Z's Magna Carta tour, right? So an artist that I absolutely admire, I love his music. That you know, if someone said who do you want to tour with, Jay Z was would have been my answer. And I was I was lucky enough to to do that to do that tour, and I remember sitting there with. Uh, it was myself. It was um, the head creative of the of the show. It was the video director. Um, it was Jay, and it was Beyonce because she was there. And it was one of those magical moments where you just sit there and you go, you know what? I've got loads of opinions, and I'd love I'd love to share them, but actually, this is not my place to. You know, I and that was the time when I re I really realised that sometimes it's actually better for you if you just soak up what's going on around you, soak up all of that information, all that creative power that's going on, because you might not use it in that moment, but you're certainly going to use it elsewhere. And so that was a really, it was a really exciting time for me to be on that that show for sure, and having having Beyonce after every show coming coming down 
back to Video Village, which is where all the media servers were and all the video kit and stuff. And she would she would just say, "Great job, guys," and that really showed me that it doesn't kind of matter whether you're at the top of the game or not. That actually being able to say thank you to someone and you've done a great job actually means quite a lot to people. It gives people that worth, that sense of um, belonging, I guess. That that means that people will work harder, better, stronger. You know, all those kind of buzzwords that you hear knocking about um, because you feel like someone appreciates the work you're putting in, however big or small it is in that environment. Are you able to mention some of the other artists that you've been able to work with? So I've spent a lot of time in my life working with music artists and it when people ask me, I try not to say it because it sounds, oh, look at you just sprouting out all these big names. But but it is factual. You know, I've been lucky enough to work with uh, people from Paul Simon to Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, Eminem, The 1975, The Foo Fighters, Linkin Park, um, Tiny Temper, I mean, the, the list kind of goes on, to be honest, but it is, it is, I am very humbled by the fact that I have been very, very lucky to be able to work with people like that. I think it's, uh, not many people get that opportunity and I, I am 100%, you know, very blessed to be in that position. Really, really cool. So I'm not quite sure how to phrase this, and again, I may edit this, but I just wondered if you have any personal advice, because one of the things we look for in this podcast is, you know, uh, people who inspire us professionally, but also people who inspire us on a personal level. And because I know you, you, I can say you definitely inspire me on on a personal level. And I wondered how you kind of like, how you've kind of managed to stay grounded even when you've gone through difficult seasons in your life, difficult personal things that have happened and to still come out the other side and be able to still keep on working, keep on doing what you need to do. I think it certainly can be difficult. None of us are um, safe when it comes to what happens in life. No one's ever gonna go through life, you know, step after step after step after step, and it always be wonderful. Even when they put a mask on and they say, look, oh, life's great, isn't it? All of the time. I don't think it really is. And I don't think you can be like that. Um, but I think, you know, challenges do come in our lives for sure. Um, I guess what hits me most is I I take a lot of who I am from my dad. Now, my dad will almost certainly never listen to this. He's an absolute legend, that fella. If you ever get to meet him, he's completely selfless. He um, would literally do anything for anybody. Without a thought, he'd he'd be off. What he shows me is that actually sometimes when you're in the hardest place of your life the best thing to do is to help others because somehow being able to push and help others when you're feeling at your weakest does something to you 
it makes you feel alive I guess that you can be completely stricken with grief or you know you could have maritable troubles or you could have massive massive problems at work and in those moments you're you if you can find the strength to help others in those moments you'll find that by doing that you get you gain some strength and some resolve to be able to get through whatever it is that you're you're going through and I think I'm quite an emotional chap I don't show it too often but you know put a put a a film on that's got a teary ending and I'll be the one that's sobbing in the corner needing tissues <laughs> but you don't see you know you don't see that very often from me because I try to be this big bolshy fella that can you know that can production manage a music artist and get them into a TV studio and make it look beautiful and everything be happy and health and safety and blah 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 I think my strength really comes from the fact that I wear my heart on my sleeve and you know you know if I'm having a bad day you know and and it's honesty and transparency I guess I guess that's the thing you will know that I'm struggling with something but that's okay it's okay to struggle with something yeah as long as the team around you whether that's your family or your friends or your work colleagues are there to support you in that you do have that out you know, sometimes there's been times where I've, I've been on the road and I've 100% tried to be somebody else. I've, I've, you know, I've tried to kind of box off the troubles in life. That doesn't gain anything because at some point that box is going to have to be opened. Yeah. You know, my advice to anyone is if you, you know, as you go through the struggles in life, one, talk to someone about it for sure, because that's always going to help. But to try and use it as a stepping stone to helping someone else, because then it's only ever going to benefit you because you see actually, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you feel down, you feel like you have no worth and you can't, you don't have anything to give. But if you give at that point, suddenly you realize that actually I've, you know, I've got something to give and what I'm giving is actually important to somebody else. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's a bit like you know if you, you know those uh, hourglasses that we've got sand in yeah and you could be sitting there and you could be watching all the sand drip through this tiny little hole and there's nothing you can do and you feel like you're sinking and it's just all going through and then you help someone and somehow it just turns a little bit and so the sand isn't quite seeping through the hole quite the same it's actually taking its time and then you and then you keep on helping someone and then all of a sudden, without you knowing it, it's it's flat. And actually the sand's not going through there anymore, it's kind of stopped. And then you help someone else, and then suddenly the sand's the other way up. And actually you've now got a full tank that you can work on. Yeah, you're still losing a little bit through the bottom every now and again. But if you you know, if you keep helping, what happens is you you stay in this um this state of of being what's the word being rejuvenated I guess by the by the fact that you're helping others yeah and um, you know over locked over lockdown you know I'm a church goer and over lockdown it was it was hard for our our elderly folk to feel connected to anyone because they couldn't go out they were part of the vulnerable set you know they were shielding and all these magical words bubbles and all that 
it was at that point where all my work dried up and I had nothing to give anyone. I was out, you know. There was no events, there was no TV shows being recorded. You literally couldn't move. There was no furlough for for our industry, you know. We, we were left high and dry. And it was in those moments when I realized, actually, I need to help others. And so actually I spent the first 16 weeks of the first lockdown literally helping everybody I could. Running, running around for old people standing in the line trying to find out what ox tongue was and whether it was actually <laughs> something you ate or something that you gave a dog and stuff like that, you know, and you don't, I guess you don't, you don't realize what other people's lives are like until you step foot in their shoes. And I kind of did that. And that, that really strengthened me over that time. I think without that, I would have really been in trouble. Yeah, but helping all these helping all these lovely old days was 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 brilliant. I really really enjoyed it. Jay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you being on the Friendly Podcast. It's my absolute pleasure. Anytime. Hey everyone, that's the end of the very first episode. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you taking time to do so. Please stay tuned. We're going to have more episodes coming up and we would love it if you would consider subscribing and if you would consider leaving a review as well. Thanks. Have a great week.